0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of July. Reports that Derek Favors has signed with the Jazz. DeMarcus Cousins with the Lakers. But is that the most important move that happened in the West? And a quick look at what happened in Summer League last night. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky little numbers, and a look behind the curtains. The today's show brought to you by the store. Fourth of July needs stop by the store. Sixty two hundred South, twentieth East. They've got great setup. You get a bunch of items that are uh, pre-marinated for you, so that you can grab those and throw them on the barbecue uh, for the fourth. They've uh, got all sorts of sweets and cakes and everything else. Uh, should be uh, should be a great day uh, to go head over to the store at six hundred South twentieth East. Uh, today's show also is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. All right, um, the moratorium is still in effect, so nobody from the Jazz have confirmed or will comment on the reports that the Jazz have re-signed Derek Favors. Uh, The report from Shams at Yahoo is that it's a a two-year deal with the second year not guaranteed uh, and a team option, uh, and that the first year is... Uh, at 16 million with incentives that can reach to 18. Uh, what's unknown about that then, uh, and I can't get the answer to it is whether on how much, um, you know, whether or not that's actually uh, easily met incentives that count against the cap or not. Uh, that's not any information I was able to receive because nobody uh, can can give any specifics or. Uh, confirm anything of that sort. So um that's that's the only just kind of that note on that. Uh let's let's talk about kind of where that negotiation was, uh where things sit because it makes this deal just makes a lot of lot of sense. Um Shams report you, you act
2: fast. Uh,
1: Shams report it was a two year sixteen million to reach thirty seven. Uh so here's what's important that I think we talked about a good deal, which is that you're asking a lot from Derek. Um, He knows a lot. There's a lot of positives. And this is what we talked about prior to the negotiation uh, or uh, that as the whole time is that from a jazz standpoint, you have to respect what you're asking him. So you're asking him to play you know, in a lineup where in the past he hasn't at times always finished. Um, you're asking him to play maybe out of position in a position that has a tough task. Yesterday we ran down who the power forwards are uh, in the Western Conference. Um, and you're so you're really, I think when everybody talked about, you know, the strength of the team is the team and the sacrifice last year, that uh, maybe the person you're talking about as much as anyone is Faiths. Uh, And so that, to me, uh, I think had to be or has to be, wherever we are in the process, uh, respected by the Jazz in this conversation Uh, and understanding that in a weird way, if a team uh, like the Lakers, who have a big gap in the middle, like the Warriors just did, or someone of that sort comes to him, they're asking a different ask. Uh, with a different history, and probably uh, in one in which he may know less about any of the warts that might exist um, and those warts aren't anything wrong with the organization; those would be warts just from the- you know the demand on playing time um and so I think it sounds as though though again I have not had any of this confirmed um, that that's very much an an, an approach the jazz took on this. Um, uh, an understanding that they were negotiating from a different spot. Um, this is important that Derek Favors stays. Uh, the Jazz are better with Derek Favors. Derek Favors is an incredible talent. Derek Favors, when healthy, is a top thirty talent in the NBA, probably. Um, I mean, he's a former number three pick. He's the number one rim finisher in the NBA. Uh, He gives you a viable lineup if Rudy gets hurt, as we saw. He gives you viable 48 minutes. The Jazz have the best 48 minutes last year at center of any team in the NBA. Uh, He gives you a pick-and-roll punch that uh, is important to the offense beyond Rudy. Uh if you look at the jazz pick and roll numbers last year, uh by the end of the year Rudy's had greatly improved. Uh but Rubio and Favors were point nine four and Gobert was point nine two. Mitchell and Gobert actually by the end of the year were better at point nine two and favors point nine. Ingalls and favors were point nine six. Gobert and Ingalls were point nine four. Uh so when you look at those Numbers, you are seeing that the Jazz, you know, that is uh, the, you know, the that that is the the Jazz basically uh, are a better, slightly better offensive team uh, when the pick is being set by favors. Um, actually, for the whole year, they actually came out. It's very interesting. For the whole season, they came out about dead even. Uh, and Favors set 2,400 picks, Gobert sent 2,800, so it also shows a versatility uh, in the two. From a defensive standpoint, on the pick and roll, um, Gobert's defensive numbers are obviously better than Favors' defensive numbers, and we've talked about that a lot, but then what happens if you switch? So if the screen defender switches, and according uh, to... Some of the Second Spectrum data, um, I pulled up from Pelton and some of those things, Pelton's uh, in town. Uh, And some of those things, you you end up with, you know, the guy who switched the most for the Jazz last year was Favors. Uh, The Jazz didn't do a lot of switching. I would guess the Jazz may have actually done less switching than just about anyone. But the Jazz because of their two bigs, but favor, they're going to probably evolve a little bit in that area. And I would guess that, you know, that's where favors gets more important. Favor switched 136 picks last year. Ingles switched 123. So favor switched the most picks of anyone um, in the league. And and so, or anyone in the team, the, by the way, the most in the league, no surprise to anyone, on switching a pick uh, was Clint Capella. Uh, and. Should not surprise anyone at all and and not even close, I think it was like he had nine hundred and thirty something uh picks that he switched and compared to um the next guy in line that was you know far far fewer so um you know kind of just an interesting little i guess note there for you um I don't know if you thought that maybe maybe that wasn't actually interesting at all um so anyway. Um, but I think that's why another reason why, uh, it's it's awfully important, uh, for the Jazz to bring back Derek Favors in that regard is, um, is that you know here here's a guy who can do some things that are, of where the game is heading, probably at a rate better than some other people, uh, in the league, and I think I think that's an important one. Um, to keep an eye on uh, the Jazz last night last year, just because I'm now curious, we're middle of the pack switching. Uh, Eight hundred and sixty-five. The Rockets switched three thousand picks, and the Warriors switched twenty-six hundred. And Cleveland was next at eighteen hundred. Um, Oklahoma City was next at fifteen hundred, and now with their new lineup, going to be able to do it all the time. Uh, and then I think the other one that's really important on this Faves thing, if it turns out uh, to be accurate, is the reaction of the players, right? You saw Donovan, you saw Rudy, you saw Joe all send out tweets, and that's where the strength of the team is the team. Um, and that's this group has a collectiveness. I am not a big believer that you, you know, that you expect the whole thing to roll back the same way. Uh, I think things change in the off season, but I think um, at least we 're seeing that there's an import there 's an importance to the togetherness, and then it all goes back to where we started with faves on kind of this idea of what you're on um, what you 're asking out of him, and that because you 're asking these things out of him and the team now is supporting and all these guys are there uh, that that backs up that message, that same messaging, um, what's out there. And it's interesting. I think, you know, uh, I don't know what his marketplace was, but there are some teams right now that need a center. And some have cap space and some don't. But some, the ones that don't have cap space, uh, have an interesting offer at the mid-level exception. And we just saw what, you know, at some point, these guys both have made enough money um, and they're in a circumstance in which they will bypass. Uh, today's show brought to you by The Store. All right, 4th of July tomorrow uh, has to have mudslide cookies because mudslide cookies every day, right? We've talked about mudslide cookies every day. Uh, but I think also go to the store. You can pick up bar- pre-marinated barbecue ribs. Uh, they've got incredible packets, whether it's the new uh, – on their new locals area where they have the new um, – cotton candy set up from a fun local company. that's making cotton candy. You can get huge growlers of kombucha or cold brew or get all your beer, whatever you need They're Great beer selection. If you're looking for that for 4th of July In the left hand over on the left-hand side, uh, The chips are amazing. Pick up the salsa and the pico de gallo that they make right in the back, right there for that local connection. 6200 South, 20th East. If you're deciding, you know what, I want a brand new barbecue. The Cottonwood Ace is right around the corner. They've got the best Traeger lineup of anyone in the state. In fact, it's basically a Traeger showroom. Uh... Check it out at Cottonwood Ace. Also, all your other things you might need uh, for the barbecue taking place. So that's at the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Stop by today. Pick up your... uh, Your Mudside cookie would really be for the now. And then you can pick up uh, the rest of the items uh, as for tomorrow and maybe even leftovers uh for the next day so please check it out uh, 6200 south 20th east the store you'll feel that local feel you'll love what's going on there uh, and uh let me see if there's i got an email from i always get my emails from them um they have fireworks barbecue equipment supplies traeger products mentioned all those things the Lollipuff is the uh they also they have some sparklers the great cakes oh i forgot cake to floor That would be incredible. Uh, Great lineup of things over at Cottonwood Ace. Pre-packed fruit packages if you're going through. They have a Kavita kombucha special, two for $5. Um, And their world-class smoked meats are also there as well. The great local section will have Pops Pickles, Douglas Coffee, muffin mixes, bandit uh, sauces, and of course the great June pies.
0: Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me...
1: Big news that it rocked everyone is DeMarcus Cousins signing with the Warriors. I got it. It's pretty, it's unbelievable. What I don't understand is some of the reaction. Like, so this is Adam Silvers lost the league. I'll never watch the league again. This super team is garbage. Like, no one offered DeMarcus Cousins a contract the reason DeMarcus Cousins is available is because no one offered him a contract. Not for any other reason. New Orleans didn't offer. The Jazz didn't offer. According to Mark Spears of the undefeated, DeMarcus Cousins had no offers on the table. Coming off the Achilles, being problematic, no one wanted to pay him. And so his choice at that point was to take a mid-level offer, which he didn't have, or a $5 million offer. A six 6'11", 270-pound guy coming off an Achilles tendon, who's been moody at best at times, who's inefficient at times, who dominates the ball, doesn't always play inside of a team concept, is... Possibly just a $5 million player until he proves he can be something else. Like, that's real. That's what he got paid. And he went to the Warriors. And from my standpoint, great. Because the Warriors were the best team in the NBA by a good margin when the day started. With the Trevor Ariza deal, they're the best team in the league by a margin when the day started. And now they're adding a guy who's really good offensively. Let's not dis- let's not dismiss Demarcus Cousins and who he is as a player. I'm not a fan, right? I wouldn't um, I wouldn't have wanted us to offer him that contract. Um, but he's really really skilled. He's actually pretty efficient offensively, so he's a positive pack player. But he uses twenty one, twenty two scoring opportunities a night. Now, who is he going to take? He's not as good an offensive player as Steph Curry. He's not as good an offensive player as Kevin Durant. He's not as good an offensive player as Klay Thompson. All right, so Draymond Green used 10 scoring opportunities tonight. He can use two or three of those, and they're better. JaVel McGee used four scoring opportunities last year. Okay, we're at like seven now. Maybe he uses one of Jordan Bell's and two of Zaza Pachulia's. And they're a little better in those. But where are the other 10 coming from? And what about his ball stopping? And what about the fact he doesn't run back on defense? Okay, he's brilliantly talented. He helps their defensive rebounding. He throws outlet passes. They might be able to run a little bit more with him. And it's worth the gamble from their standpoint. If he becomes a pain in the ass, they just cut him for $5 million. So why do they care? From their standpoint, absolutely. But why do we care? There's a chance it screws them up. I don't know a lot about their internal team dynamics, but it sure looks to me that Draymond is the -the off-the-kilter one who's got all this energy and nuttiness and makes him brilliant, and the two calm ones that seem unfazed by anything growing up around the game are Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And then there's Kevin Durant, who everything I've ever heard about Kevin Durant, and every action you've ever seen from Kevin Durant, is one of a follower. Durant seems to be a follower, and at times during the year, it was pretty clear to me that he probably followed... Draymond Green, and at times that locker room, instead of being two to one, became two to two, and then was button heads. And in my outside opinion, from 30,000 feet, without knowing anything, it looked to me as though that was part of the reason why Steve Kerr all year long was like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, was because that way he could keep everyone calm. And the second part is that's what David West was talking about after the year when he said things were night. Nice. Well, now it could be three on two. Right? Draymond and DeMarcus, who are tight, get together, lead this pack, Kevin Durant follows that, now it's three on two. Like, there's a chance it screws it up. The move, if I'm a Jazz fan, that I'm paying a lot closer attention to is what the Pelicans did. So the Pelicans just basically traded Alfred Payton for Rayjean Rondo and Julius Randle for DeMarcus Cousins. I think... DeMarcus Cousins, and and now they probably have to find a backup center because I don't think you can play Julius Randle and Nikola Mirotic together, but there's some element where this might be the right answer. Nikola Mirotic and Anthony Davis now will play more together, which was a great combination for them this year. Julius Randle coupled with Anthony Davis is a pretty nice combination. And Rajon Rondo was not an efficient offensive player, but Alfred Payton actually was pretty close. Alfred Payton doesn't have the pizzazz that Rondo has, but just on fundamental use of an individual possession, he's a better player. He's a better offensive player. He might not create as much for his teammates, um, and he doesn't, And he probably wants to use more possessions. Rondo only used eight possessions per game, and frankly, last year they were pretty close to each other um in their efficiency so it's not as though this is some mammoth difference between the two but i think if i'm a jazz fan i'm far more interested in what happened in new orleans where i think they got better Peyton uses 13 so it's it's immaterial they just uh drew a holiday can who had a great year last year uh was just i mean just truly great and maybe just with his wife going through brain surgery in years past and things of those nature. Those natures got himself settled and allowed him to have that great year, now can go back to playing off the ball. So they start Alfred Peaton, Drew Holiday, Etwan Moore is a good defensive player, Nikolai Miritich and Anthony Davis with Julius Randle coming off the bench. I don't know who their backup center is unless they think Chick Diallo is going to be able to do it, and they're a little weak. Or Mech Okafor again, I don't think so. And they're a little weak in some of their depth. But I think I, I'm far more interested in new, how much better New Orleans got than I am worrying. I think there's a chance that DeMarcus Cousins can screw it up. And the only thing, the reason that that doesn't happen is because they can cut it. If he really starts to screw it up, they just cut him. Thunder added new Orleans Noel giving them some depth. Prior to that, Jeremy Grant was their center. That's an upgrade. I'm not sure, I think, that the Warriors got better. They were already great. In fact, you've just added a little piece to their mix that might be combustible. Where do the Jazz stand money-wise in what we see in Summer League? Final two discussions of the day. Today's show brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. 4646 South State Street. Murdoch family is one I've gotten to know. I sat down, Adam Chase... A while back, sat me down with the Murdoch family, We sat around a table, Adam impressively knew every single one of the, their names, because there were a lot of them sitting there, because it's a family-run business, through and through, whether it's Tyson, who I saw last night over the, from Murdoch Chevy, congratulations, Tyson losing a little weight, looking good, congratulations to Tyson, uh, his lovely wife's worrying about whether or not she should eat the gelato, that's the silliest worry I've ever seen, that woman should be able to have any gelato she ever wants her whole time, she looks great, and Tyson no gelato for you. No, I'm just kidding. Tyson's, Tyson's doing a nice job, looking skinny. Uh, anyway, uh, side note, uh, back over to Murdoch. i named Blake at 4646 South State Street. Uh, first, you got the Murdochs, the no regrets philosophy of making sure that they can control everything they can to give you uh, the best experience you can. Uh, that's what we've experienced since we bought our Santa Fe over there. And then you've got the great lineup. The new Kona is in. That's the small SUV uh, coming in anywhere from twenty two dollars to $24,000. Uh, you've got the Tucson that's a little bigger, the Santa Fe, which we just purchased. we got the three rows of seats. If you're looking to do a little, fuel prices are going up. I was in California. It's forty four dollars 50 Fuel prices are going up. You want to deal with that. The Ionic Hybrid. Or the I is just yeah, the Ionic Hybrid, there's thirteen of them in stock. They're just terrific. So don't just go automatically buy the Prius. Um, go check it out. Uh, they have one on stock right now for twenty two eight thirty. Uh, they have another one at twenty two eight seven four. Um they've got a hatchback one at twenty two nine nine seven. So great price and it drives just terrifically. That's at Murdoch Hyundai at forty six forty six South State Street.
2: Hi this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. i tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device. Handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now, the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com lockedon locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun. Theragun today. That's theragun.com/slash/lockedon. Theragun.com/slash/lockedon.
0: The Locked On Podcast Network is home to the number one daily NBA podcast, Locked On NBA.
1: No team that relies on any single player like the Rockets rely on Harden or have historically relied on Harden has ever had any kind of realistic title aspirations. They might already have a window closed on them before it's even actually opened in Orlando. It's just not realistic for a team to rely on a single player there and be able to win a championship.
0: When you want the biggest stories and the best NBA talk before it's old news, listen to the Locked On NBA podcast every day, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Uh, by the way, the Utah Jazz, congratulations. I've, this is incredible. The Jazz have eight season tickets left for next year. Doesn't mean every game's a sellout. They limit the tickets, so make sure that you can still get in. But eight season tickets for all of next year. If you want to um, get season tickets, by the way, um, you probably should make sure that you... Excuse me. Uh... That you go out and grab uh, season t- eight season tickets. Tell them you heard it on Locked on Jazz. It, let's do it. Let's let's sell the final eight season tickets for the Utah Jazz today. That'd be great. I told Chris Barney I'd do this for him. I just didn't tell him I'd do it today. So we'll sell the eight season tickets. Uh, call 801 325 Two nine nine nine. That's eight zero one three two five two nine 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 for Utah Jazz season tickets. Tell me here at Unlocked On Jazz you want one of the eight final Jazz season tickets for the season. All right. The um, by the way, season ticket. They also have some cool programs. If you're not ask them about this. About if you're not going to go to a game, you turn your tickets back in. You actually get food vouchers for future games. Um, so it's pretty. Kind of a cool deal. So, that, you, know, you know, I don't want season tickets. I'm only going to be able to go to 25 of them. Well, you'll probably give away five or six, which is a great luxury to have to give to people. And then from there, you can uh, have the next. Uh, you can turn them back in. And then when you turn them back in, you get food vouchers for some of the upcoming games. I don't know the details on that, but you should ask about it. Uh, last night, we saw Summer League action. Uh, you know, I thought the guys all looked jittery. Jaron Jackson just made a ton of shots. Um, this is a weird, probably a weird comment on my end. Uh, Jaron Jackson was by far the best rookie out there because he hit all these shots. But um, I actually didn't see a lot else other than three point shooting. He his defense is really good. Offensively, I didn't see a lot else. You know, we didn't see him put the ball in the deck. We didn't see him drive yet. These are all things he'll develop over time because he's going to be just terrific. Um, and so he'll. I mean, he'll be really, really good, And um, but that was a great – he had the debut, obviously, of the day for the Grizzlies. He and Marcus will work well together. Um, he had two block shots in 23 minutes. He did have – only had three rebounds, no assists, no steals. So there wasn't a lot else. He took 13 of his 15 shots from three, and eight went in. That's that's why he had a great night. Like, he's not going to hit eight of 13 uh, a great deal. I thought um, Omari Spellman of Atlanta looked good. Um, he went one of six from three. But, the you know, the story of the night really was just that none of the other top-level draft picks had a good game. Uh, Trey Young went 4 of 20, 1 of 11 from 3. The, the air balls are a little unnerving um, on his end. Uh, makes you nervous. Grayson Allen did not shoot it well last night. Um, he went, uh, he got some good looks and figured out where he was getting looks, but didn't, didn't hit him. 4 of 16. And then we saw the same thing. Lonnie Walker went 3 of 16. Um, I don't know that all three of them play tonight. Sometimes teams sit out; those guys don't want to play back to back, coming right back out of the shoot. And so, therefore, we'll see. Um, Allen did add eight rebounds and seven assists and a steal, which kind of matches to what I suspected I would see out of him. I don't know that I think the minutes played are right, by the way, just to let you know, um, because they're they're off on the bottom number. In a 40-minute game, that it should be 200 minutes played, and there's only 192. So I, I'm not sure that Grayson Allen's 17 minutes is the right number. I think it's a little more than that. Um, I thought he looked fine. Uh, I'm not going to make huge – the same way I'm not going to go freak out about uh, how – Uh, Peyton Aldridge looked, and I also just generally am not going to freak out about Summer League in any way. Um, You know, Lonnie Walker didn't make off-the-bounce shots in college, and so why would you suspect that two weeks later he's going to suddenly make them in this setting? He's going to have to learn that as a skill and become a better shooter. There were plays around the rim where you saw his athleticism, his ability to second jump. He had a defensive play where he just suffocated someone, um, and he looked Really good. Derek White should look that good. Derek White spent a year in the NBA. Uh, He looked really, really good for San Antonio. I thought Nas Long looked good for the Jazz. He spent a year in the NBA. He kind of has a vibe to him. Uh, Kellen Martin for the Jazz, worth keeping an eye on. The guy scored 2,000 points at Butler. He's just a scorer. And you could just see that, (laughs) at least from what I was watching, he seemed more comfortable. Uh, than anyone in being able to try to figure out how to how to score and get some opportunities. George Niang was solid last night. He's a really versatile player. I would I I feel good about his chances of of making the Jazz roster just because he's versatile, can do a lot of things. If somebody got hurt and he had to go play thirteen fourteen minutes, I think you'd be fine. He's not an, he's almost like a Joe Ingles poor man. He's not quite as good a handler, but he's evolved his game, which was a down low game at Iowa State out. And I thought Tony Bradley looked different. Um, which is good, you know, he he blocked four shots, he's not supposed to be a big uh, shot blocker, he doesn't have a vertical lift, but he has those long arms, which means his positioning's better, he rebounded well, his 4 of 11 shooting I think's a little misleading, he just missed a lot of tap-ins, and maybe that's getting bumped around, maybe that's going too fast, uh, but I thought he looked different, like you would hope that a year later he looked different, and I thought he did. So, uh, good outing there. Uh, But I'm not going to overanalyze the Grayson Allen thing. I do think the eight rebounds and seven assists, ability to fill out a box score, is a little positively eye-opening, and I thought his assists were good. I thought that he came off the left and the right on pick-and-rolls was good. I thought that he creates both going left and going right was good. I thought that he was playing with an advantage a bunch of times and took advantage of it to create things for other people was good. Um, He didn't get to do that at Duke, though that's going to be the big change for him. I thought when he drove into the basket, he got suffocated like almost every rookie does uh, when they go to the basket. Uh, So no big surprises there. That is Locked On Jazz. Hope you have a great day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be back on NBA TV at 5 o'clock today. Locked On NBA is available for you as well. And there's a bunch of great stuff along the Locked On Podcast Network with all these free agent moves. So feel free to go listen to any of the other local experts on the biggest stories. It is the Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.